Hello and welcome to Fell in Love with a Hound, the podcast for people who love greyhounds. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Fell in Love with a Hound. I'm your host Laura Jane and thank you for listening. Over the past year and a half of being a greyhound owner, I've learned so much about these wonderful dogs and yet every day I still feel like I learn something new. As my love of greyhounds grow, I'm finding out more about the larger sighthound family as well and that includes whippets, salukis, galgos, deerhounds, Italian greyhounds, what a family tree they have. So in an effort to earn a bit more about this family tree, I got in touch with a lovely gentleman called Paul who runs the Morrison Sighthound Gang page on Facebook. He very kindly agreed to have a chat with me, not only about the types of sighthound that he has in his gang, but also gave us some top tips on how to take good photos of our dogs. I hope you enjoy our chat. I'm here tonight with Paul Morrison, um, who's joining us from Northern Ireland. Evening, Paul. Good evening, Laura. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Now, just before we started, Paul gave me a quick 360-degree um, tour of his living room, and he is currently surrounded by sighthounds. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. how many sighthounds were there in the room with you then? Uh, there's only five. <laughs> only five, only yeah. five. Most of us have one, but you have five. <laughs> now, obviously, the name of this podcast is Fell in Love with a Hound, um, and I'm a, a great advocate and supporter of greyhounds as pets but as I'm learning more about greyhounds I'm learning more about sighthounds in general so now you don't have any greyhounds at the moment but you do have various sighthounds so why don't you tell me uh, which breed you actually have? Uh, yeah we, we have a bit of a collective sorry one's coming over to say hello to me here we have a bit of a collective at the moment uh, we have Harvey our Saluki uh, we have Phoebe who's a Canary Island hound she's a rescue from Lanzarote uh, Verona, who's an Ibethan hound, who's a rescue from mainland Spain. Uh, and then we have our two whippets, Sonny and Penny. Fantastic. So, so it is a real mix then. It is. It's an accidental bunch, to be honest with you. <laughs> and do they all get on okay with each other? They do, yeah. They all sort of respect each other's boundaries most of the time. Um, they're, they're very different in what they like and what they don't like. Um, and they all know each other's likes and dislikes, so they tend to be very good around each other um if something annoys one they don't tend to do it unless they do it just to uh wind them up a bit which they do <laughs> well, yeah i guess yeah. brothers and sisters you yes. put them together yes. they're going to wind each other up a bit yes. and, and, uh, and we have sort of many packs within packs um the weapons are inseparable uh and as are phoebe and verona the two the two spanish girls um the, 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 a lot of people don't know about the Spanish hounds. Uh, the pedinco is just actually Spanish for for hound uh, that hunts rabbits, basically. So they fall down under quite a few categories. Um, there's at least nine pedinco breeds um, of all shapes and sizes, uh, right from the Portuguese pedinco, which is whippet size, uh, right the way up to the Bethans and Canary Island hounds. And there's actually taller ones again. Um, so the two girls fall falls under that category, and they they're they're quite different in personality too. To most other sign hounds because they're more ancient breed um and are really 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 came from the pharaoh hounds initially um so they're direct descendants from them and have similar characteristics let's say <laughs> if, if, if you read about it uh the the Bethan hounds uh it's, it's uh they're escape artists 
Oh, right, okay, so do you have to be quite vigilant then? Do. Yes, uh, well, them. around the house, not a hassle. Um, we have a six-acre field uh, that was houndproofed, um, and now she's discovered how to unhoundproof it. Uh, oh, no. So, but she won't go away, she just has to sneak out to, to, to prove, but they are, they, they are very super intelligent dogs, super inquisitive, um, and uh, more stubborn. Um, oh, okay. Uh-huh. They're in your standard hound. Because of the intelligence side of the thing, um, it's you have to persuade them to do what you want. Uh, yes. And, so and, yes. With but, um obviously with greyhounds, they need minimal exercise. Uh with the Bedenkos or um the Lanzarote hounds, do they need more exercise they, because they're so more. inquisitive? Yes. Uh, and and uh greyhounds hunt everybody assumes that all sight hounds hunt on speed. Um which most of them that we know do hunt on speed. The Spanish girls don't, they hunt in packs. Uh, right. so, uh, so it's more stamina uh, and they're built for stamina they're built for longer working rates uh, they actually do a bit of retrieving and they're in their natural hunting uh, but they hunt in packs that's how they and they spring over bushes so they're more bouncers than they are sprinters okay uh, so very similar a lot of personalities in that once they're finished their exercise they sleep they are masters of sleep <laughs> they, they just need a bit more sustained exercise than than your yes. standard sight hound would. Not huge amounts, but just a bit more and more stimulation with it. Uh, whereas a greyhound whip it, will go out and just go flat open after a tennis ball. Uh, a pedingo will go well. You threw that once. <laughs> What's next? Um, yeah, slightly different. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I guess you think the sighthound family, they're going to be all very similar, but I am learning that there are so many different branches of the sighthound family, then yeah. they are so different, so yes. different. But they, yeah. they all come back to similar traits, and, and, and in a lot of ways, the sleeping being the main one as well. Yeah, <laughs> they like a snooze. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, yeah, they're different. Um, and Harvey the Saluki, they're, they're slightly different again. But would be, I would suppose, similar to a greyhound. Um, but the 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 Salukis, uh, were supposedly gifts of Allah. If you look back, that's what they were believed to be. Um, and in their country of origin, they're the only dog that's not considered to be a dog. Um, okay. They're a higher class citizen as such, and and whereas a dog was was very much disregarded in their origin. Um, uh-huh. Saluki wasn't, um, and and they're they would be described as aloof. Yes, well, I've heard them being described as divas, that they're yes. very much a diva personality. Yes. They, they're, they're not as bad as people think, I suppose, as diva-wise. Um, we've had two Salukis, and they're both, both the exact same. Um, Harvey, when, or, or Brandy that we had, um, when you meet people out in public, they just stare through them. It's okay, like, okay. I haven't met you before, you do not exist and please do not try to touch me unless I I, I move towards you. And and everybody thinks it's a snobby thing, uh, uh-huh. but it's just it's just who they are. It's their nature, um, and and they can be a one person dog, to the extent of Brandy, our last one, um, wouldn't even listen to my wife. Oh right, she was very much your dog. She's very much your dog. Um, and and if I said something, she'd on it. And if Monica said something, she didn't listen. Um, <laughs> And that, that was just her. Was Harvey's very good. Harvey's more than a one-person dog, uh, but he, he, he is he, he ages towards me. But um, in general, he'll be very good. And when he's met people over a period of time, and, and I mean over maybe 
um, eight, ten times meeting them, he will become more friendly with them. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that just takes them time, and that's part of the breed. I mean, I, I know Salukis that I meet three or four times a year, and they still look at me as if I don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? You get some people that are like that as well, so... Well, that- <laughs> yeah, but uh, but in the house, if if you go on there, if you if you were on their Facebook page and seen the video I posted recently of Harvey bouncing around the sofas, mm-hmm. um, in the house he is the biggest goofball ever. He is behind most of the mischief, and as you see, he's lying up beside me here. Loves he's getting his ears rubbed, um, and they're they're fantastic company, and they are very loving, but don't expect them to show it in public. It's like an embarrassed schoolboy caught with, you know, their their friends, and they don't want to be seen being, uh, you know, affectionate in public, and that's just that's just the way the Salukis are. Yeah, no, definitely, it sounds yeah. sounds like a very specific personality trait. <laughs> yes, it is. And then going back to the whippets, um, I think whenever I've spoken to anybody about a whippet, they just say, "Well, isn't that just a small greyhound?" And so. I guess it's kind of like, well, kind of, but they obviously are slightly different. Um, are yeah. they are they faster? Are they what, short, how, what kind of differences short, are there? Short distance a whippet will be faster than a greyhound. Um, three strides, they say whippets at top speed. It's about 35, 36 miles an hour. Uh, and three okay. strides. Uh, whereas a greyhound takes a bit longer to get there, but over a distance a greyhound will beat a whippet. Um, the, the whippet are, are the original miner's greyhound. Um, they're thought to be bred. They took all the small greyhounds and, and bred them until they bred down in size to a whippet. Um, the reason being is they could keep them in the house, and when they were finished at the weekends, go out and hunt and catch their rabbits to to, to feed the family. Uh, and that's where their whippets are originated. Um, and I would say yes, they're they're probably similar to a greyhound, but I would say slightly slightly more active, uh, mm-hmm. and and a wee bit more stamina. Than a okay. would have. Um, Do you know? Sorry to interrupt you. It's at this point in time. I'm really sorry that this is a podcast because I wish it was a video. <laughs> Listeners, what you can't see is Paul sitting on the couch, and is that one of your pedencos? Yeah, this is Phoebe. Phoebe has just come over, stuck her head right in the camera, and decided that she's going to give him a good old lick and a good old sniff. <laughs> it's see, adorable. This, this is one of the peculiar things about them. And Verona would be very similar. Phoebe will stand like this and you'll get kisses and she would kiss you for an hour until you give her what she wants. And, mm. and at the minute, that's because Verona's lying in her seat. Oh. She would like it. So if she annoys <laughs> me enough, I'll go up and ask Verona to move to let her have it. And Verona can go and sit in the seat that she's just come off that is perfectly free and usable. <laughs> now, there you go. I, I, We have trouble enough looking after one dog i can't imagine what it must be like having to wrangle five (laughs) she's the only one that will do this Uh the only one she has she's i i say if you've ever watched the big bang theory this is sheldon and a dog oh is that her spot that was her spot (laughs) yes and why would anybody else want to take it all right folks well, you're gorgeous. She's absolutely. I really wish the listeners could see because she's absolutely beautiful. But um, but that actually leads us on because obviously they can see your dogs because you've started up this Facebook page called the Morrison Sighthound Gang, and that's how I came across you. So why don't you tell us a bit more about your Facebook page and why you decided to start that up? Um, to be honest with you, people think I'm a photographer who owns dogs. I'm a dog owner who owns a camera. Um, right, I started, I had a whippet um, 10 years ago, um, Blue, 
uh, and a friend took photographs of her and I thought it would be a good idea. So a few years later, I went out and bought a camera and started taking photographs. Our, our gang extended uh, into what we, we have now. Uh, and I used to get a lot of uh, Facebook requests for friends on Facebook um, to see the gang's photographs. So a friend said, why didn't you just set up a page? You know, and I thought, well, I'll get a couple hundred followers. Uh, they can look at the photographs and that, that's grand. Um, we've now grew a wee bit since then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, over 3,000 followers yeah. or something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, so, yes, our, our gang, um, and, and, the, and, and bizarrely, I, I was only ever interested in taking action photographs. That's why I started with the photography. I wanted action photographs of whippets because nobody else could do them for me. So I thought, I will try this. Mm-hmm. I've taken absolutely thousands of rubbish pictures over the past, I suppose it's seven years roughly I've been taking photographs, uh, uh-huh. took the rubbish uh, and finally learned a bit about how to do it. Uh, and what a lot of people won't know is I have had back problems. I had spinal fusion done in December past. So in the meantime, if, if I'm not exactly that fit to go out and do the whole down beaches and fields, or coasty beaches, so most of the time we can get out, um, I started taking photographs of them in the house just because we were bored. Um, yeah. So we've started doing that. And the gang love modelling because they get loads of treats. So that's what we do now. And they are gorgeous models. They are beautiful. Um, Obviously, the action shots on the Facebook page are fantastic. But the portraits that you do, they just capture the personalities so well. I mean, how do you get them to sit and look at the camera in the the way you do? Uh, Not the way people would expect at all. People do make the mistake, because I've done it. People make the mistake of sitting with a camera to their eye, waiting for a dog to pose. Mm -hmm. And it's never, ever, ever going to do that for you. Never ever. I generally speaking now, I won't even be looking down the camera. I will be standing with the camera on my right hand, treats, balls, whatever, on my left, and I'll be throwing balls up in there and catch them with one hand, clicking the camera in the other. Ah, okay. Them. Uh, and in some in some cases, I will be tapping Phoebe's favourite as either carts or digestive biscuits. So in some cases, I will be sitting tapping a cart on the top of the lens. <laughs> To get her to look, or on occasions, digestive biscuits. And every now and again, we throw one and they catch it. And every now and again, we catch them catching it on camera. So well, that... um, so basically, digestives are your secret weapon. Then. Digestives <laughs> are the secret <laughs> weapon. Rich teas we tried, they don't work so well. <laughs> right, everyone, you've heard it here first. Digestives are the best thing to help you get a good photo. <laughs> yes. And the, another thing I'll say to people taking photographs of dogs. Mm-hmm. Two things, actually. Okay. Get down, get down to their level, whether it's an action shot or a portrait shot, get down to their level. And for me, that could be difficult at times because I've a bit of steel work in my back now, but yeah. I'm lying down. I have throws on the floor and I'm lying down or whatever when I'm taking photographs half the time. And on, the, on the, some of the shots on the beach, we have a river runs through our beach. Some of them, I'm standing in the river to get low enough. <laughs> to get, and I'm sure people passing by think I'm mad to get low enough to get <laughs> to the dog. But that's the, the one thing I'll say, get down low for your, to, get to get to their level where possible is the first thing. And the second thing is, think more about your backgrounds. Good background will make a good photograph or will destroy mm-hmm. a photograph. Um, so when I'm watching for the gang running or whatever, I will always try and get a sea or a sky or something nice in the background because you can get a fantastic action shot and have a terrible background and it'll spoil the shot. So do you know that's interesting obviously I'm not a photographer um, I enjoy taking pictures of Dash for our Facebook page I yeah. would have never have thought of what's going on in the background what's going on behind 
but actually that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. idea. So in terms of all of us, I'm sure all of us uh, sighthound owners, if you took our phone off us, 99% of the pictures on there are photos of our dogs. Yes. <laughs> so do you use a special camera or do you use your phone or what kind of equipment? Um, I, I, I use I use a Nikon camera, um, a Nikon D seventy two hundred for those who who are that interested, uh, and and I use Sigma lenses for those who are that interested because they're cheaper than the Nikon versions. Um, so uh, and play around, mess around, and if anybody that follows our page or follows this ever wants any information on settings for cameras and stuff, because it's a DSLR, so there's various settings. Um, if anybody ever asks for them, I only too happy to give them settings and stuff oh there. fantastic fantastic well um, i suppose since we've talked about your photos we should tell people where they can find them so if they just go onto facebook and just put in the morrison sighthound gang that'll come yeah. up that's your page there and are do you do you encourage people to share photos of their sighthounds as well yeah generally speaking every month or two months or so we will put on a post asking the newbies to enter just their dogs and uh, and there's an awful lot of people that's been following us from day one um and they'll always share updates on their dog and, and we get private messages quite regular from people just about updates and things um we've had we've had two people actually have adopted parenkles that, that nobody knows about who, who adopted parenkles because they followed our page um Fantastic. And, and and they mess private messaged us, um, and we got them in touch with Beverly Farmer in, in Spain, uh, a fantastic, amazing lady. Look up Peninco Friends if you're ever interested in them. Um, this is a lady who moved to Spain to retire, um, got there and found her first and rescued her first Peninco, and that's all she does now as she rescues Peninco's. And she sends them all around the world. Uh, Miss Verona came from her, um, flew her direct into Ireland for us. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's lovely. I mean, we set up the page to, to educate people a bit about sighthounds as, as well as have a bit of fun and let them see the photographs. But it's just a lovely thing to know that people, and we've become friends with, with these people who've adopted the Peninco's because they've messaged us saying we're thinking of doing it and, and we've chatted back and forward and we get messages sent, regular updates and photographs. Um, so it's, it's lovely to see, yeah. And no, it's like the the Salukis, it's just nice that people are seeing more about Salukis because it's, it's the same thing. It's like every sighthound around the world, different places around the world, sighthounds need need help and love. Like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I think anything we can do, pages like your own. I mean, we in this podcast we've spoken to um, Blue the Grey, who's over in Australia, being yeah. an ambassador dog for greyhounds. Yeah, um, you know, we've talked to lots of different people, and it's kind of just getting the message out of how amazing sighthounds are, greyhounds, pedenkos, salukis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think pages like yourself, um, they definitely help get the word out about how amazing the dogs are, and and that's. One of my aims with this podcast is to try and spread the word on on how fantastic these dogs are, and every home should have one or yeah. two or three or four or five. <laughs> you see, I, I don't. Our, our limit is two. <laughs> <laughs> two times two. <laughs> and, and it just, it's just, it's just expanded in fairness. Um, and, and we had actually a, a, a greyhound cross. Um, Bowie was back with us there for a week. He was a, he was one of our, our early foster boys, and it's three years since we seen him. He's a beautiful big man, uh, and he was with us for a week. And he walked in here, and the, now two of the gang had never met him, but the other three just it was just same as he had never left. 
Um, it was just amazing to see. Like, and he came in and just lay down the couch as if, oh, I've never left here. Yeah, as if he'd never been away. Yeah, yeah. I think he had become lazier in his old age. And <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the greyhound side of things. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> Well, I have to say thank you so much for speaking to me today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And especially, again, just seeing all these, you sitting in the middle of all these sighthounds is fantastic. Um, I will encourage everybody to go onto your Facebook page and see um, all your different hounds. And it's just amazing the fact that you can capture their personalities through the lens of a camera. It's just absolutely brilliant. And, and keep doing the work that you're doing because it's so, so good. So interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the important thing. The action shots, which I love, they're my favourites. But I think if you can capture a wee tiny bit of their personality, um, and it takes time to learn what what brings out their personality, because Phoebe Phoebe's personality is in her ears. So <laughs> if, if anybody watches a video of Phoebe talking, what she does <laughs> a bit. That, that's the other thing about the Pedangles. They talk quite a bit. Um, oh, right. Yeah, they talk with their ears too. It's like semaphore, the ears going up and down. It's like a different sign language. You can tell what mood Phoebe's in by the position of her ears. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, I, I think we all know every dog's got their own unique personality and the fact that you can capture that just with that single shot is fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. So I will encourage everybody to go to your Facebook page, follow you, send pictures of their sight hounds i think the more yeah, the merrier just let's yes. share all our pictures and let everybody see them um i'll obviously share um the stuff on phil over the hound facebook page as well but um thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight really appreciate it and give all of your hounds a big hug from me i wish i was there <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much thank you very much bye bye I'd just like to take a moment to say a massive thank you to Paul. He was so lovely to talk to and the affection he has for all of his hounds was so obvious. I would thoroughly recommend you going onto his page and taking a look at the photos that he takes of his sighthound gang. You will definitely be inspired to get your phone or camera out and take some photos of your own dogs. You can find his page on Facebook at Morrison Sighthound Gang and of course you can find our page at Fell in Love with a Hound. Also, just to keep you up to date with some of behind the scenes of the podcast, I had a planning session the other day to come up with some ideas for future episodes. Based on releasing an episode every two weeks, I've now got enough ideas to last at least another year. <laughs> so if you keep listening, I'll try my best to keep talking to really interesting people and hopefully maybe get a bit better at asking questions. <laughs> so with that in mind, thank you for your continued support. I really do appreciate it. And please remember, give your hound a hug from me.